welcome to Disney at Play, Disney at Work podcast. We are thrilled to have you today. We uh, have, we have a big week. It's Disney Dragon Week, and uh, well, you know, no Disney story is better told than one that involves facing a dragon. We see it represented all the time in Disney films and even in their parks. So, in uh, commemoration with uh, Maleficent 2, which will be coming to theaters across the globe, we thought we would go across the globe to take a look at Disney dragons in theme parks far and wide. And along the way, learn a few lessons. So it's both a Disney at play and Disney at work podcast. I'm Jeff Kober and we're glad you joined us. Remember that at Disney at play and Disney at work, you can also find a show notes that'll show visuals and other things that will be part of this uh, podcast that we're sharing with you. Today we begin at, um, well, in Europe, home of legendary medieval dragons and, of course, one of Disney's most famous serpents. From the story of Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty, there's no place to celebrate this dragon more than to go visit Disneyland Paris. So let's head there. When you go there, you may not be aware, but the same wonderful steampunk phenomena of Maleficent the dragon actually appears in their parade as well. This dragon stretches 35 feet in length and reaches 26 feet above the parade route, just as it does in Magic Kingdom. Um, but it actually appeared first in Disneyland Paris. It was designed in partnership with Tony Award winner Michael Curry, who, if you're familiar with some of his work with Disney, he did Tapestry of Nations. Remember that procession that uh, went through all of a World Showcase at Epcot? There were like three different sections that went through a World Showcase. He also brought in the fantastic uh, puppets that you find in Finding Nemo the Musical at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I love that parade float. It's a great piece in Festival of Fantasy Parade at uh, Magic Kingdom, but it's also a big part of uh, the parade at um, Disneyland Paris. Now, that is actually not the longest or even perhaps the best known version of a dragon at Disneyland Paris. No, no, no. To get to, get to that, you have to go deep within... And my French, excuse me, La Chateau de la Belle Monde. <laughs> well, I don't know how to pronounce it really well in French, but it means Sleeping Beauty Castle. The beautiful castle that is the centerpiece of, uh, of Disneyland, Paris's uh, beautiful park there, is, is Sleeping Beauty Castle. And why I love this castle, it just seems the perfect height. I love how the the, the hill rolls up to the side of it, just like in the film. And, the, and, and I love the fact that when you go into the castle, you are able to, you know, sometimes it's maybe a restaurant and maybe a bibbidi-bobbidi boutique, but here you get to wander throughout all the castle. And as you wander through, you rediscover the story of Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty. You find different statues and, and different, oh my goodness, beautiful stained glass. Uh, there are nine large, uh, again, sorry the French, Havusan, 
uh, tapestries that decorate the interior with depictions of the story. One of them we include in our show notes includes an image of Prince Philip engaging uh, the dragon Maleficent. You remember that that image is so so amazing and such a great part of the original film. But the real treat, the real treat of the castle is when you head down into the dungeon because down below the castle is what is called La Teniere du Dragon. I think that means dragon, dragon's dungeon. This features the park's largest audio animatronic uh, figure. Uh, most of the time when you get down there, it's just kind of sleeping silently, but every once in a while it kind of wakes up, roars, uh, pours a little smoke on out of his nostrils. And it's just very cool to go visit the dragon uh, in the castle at Sleeping Beauty Paris, the uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle in, in Disneyland Paris. At the heart of the original Disney Sleeping Beauty story is about, well, a prince who fights a dragon for the thing he loves most. In this case, his true love, Briar Rose. He finds the courage to face the dragon and ultimately saves uh, the entire kingdom. Uh, in finding courage, he's joined by three others who have to summon their courage. Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether. They're, they're small, but they're feisty. And, uh, and while not as mighty in power, they too find the courage to fight for the thing that they truly love. One of the most critical uh, things that an individual must find for themselves in their life and and one of the things that a leader must find when moving an organization forward is courage. Courage comes from the French word, appropriately so for this episode. It comes from the French word, again, French, which is it's C-O-U-E-R, which means to have heart. In fact, um, the heart is a common symbol for finding one's inner strength. So courage actually means to have the heart or inner strength and or the will to do something. We draw courage from what we believe in, what we value, what we love. The level of courage we bring to a situation will be in relation to how strongly we believe in something. Courage, therefore, is defined as, quote, choosing to act in the face of fear for something you really, truly love. We apply courage best when we directly face our concerns and fears. Fear seems like uh, a strong word. We usually associate it with something in life uh, or that is uh, life and death like, like fighting a dragon. In the real world, the definition of fear is mm, maybe a distressing emotion around an impending concern or, or apprehension or, or dismay or something that, you, that, that truly uh, worries you or concerns you. Most fears relate to uncertainties or doubts that we might have. Think about the typical challenges or fears that you face or others you know around you face. They, they fear being perhaps rejected. Uh, they fear being uh, unsuccessful. Uh, they fear that something might go wrong. 
Something might go really wrong. They fear losing the, the things or the people they love most around them. In the workplace, you see people who have fears as well. The fear that nobody else is going to be on board to the thing that uh, you're trying to do or uh, no one will take ownership of it. You fear that budget cuts are going to come around and prevent us from from really accomplishing anything. You fear getting in trouble with somebody uh, for a reason that nobody really understands. You, you fear that those people at the top of the food chain aren't going to get it. You fear losing your job. I mean, there are fears, very real fears, that people have in day-to-day -day, uh, work that they do. Um, you can call them concerns. You can call them fears. But at the end of the day, you got to have the will. You got to have the courage to surmount them. So how do you get that? Well, you do it by focusing on what you value more than focusing on what you fear. What is really needed to bring about change and, and to make things happen is to choose to act on what we value more than what we fear. I want to give an example of this and the perfect place to bring that example is from Disneyland Paris. In, in my book, Disney Leadership and You, we share a story that was first given in the Season Pass podcast. If you're not familiar with that, that's a great podcast. So you got to sign up for it. This is a story about Skip Lange, a, a master Disney Imagineer who is responsible for many of the mighty mountains you find around Disney theme park landscape. Among many projects, Skip was responsible for being a field art director, which focused on the rock work for the really ambitious Disneyland Paris rock uh, project. This included uh, creating the Skull Rock in Adventureland, uh, creating alien rock croppings in Tomorrowland, and the grandest of all was building Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Now, if you're not familiar with this a particular um, version of Big Thunder. It is different than the other Big Thunders in Disneyland and Walt Disney World and even Tokyo Disney in that it actually sits in the middle of an island around what is referred to as the Rivers of the Far West. And the train actually goes underneath the river, then emerges up on this island where all the rock work is very comparable rock work to um, to the version of Disneyland and does its thing and then comes back underneath the river. So it's a very complex projects set of projects that Skip was very involved with. And on one occasion, Skip felt really beaten up by a senior uh, Disney Imagineer manager uh, by the name of Mickey Steinberg. Now, understand that while he shared the same first name, Mickey Steinberg was no Mickey Mouse. Uh, Steinberg was described by Marty Sklara in his autobiography as, quote, a big bluff man with, with passionate enthusiasm and a quick temper. Mickey, as the number two guy at Imagineering, was in Paris to make sure that the project was on time. In this particular meeting, Skip left feeling really hurt by the conversation that had taken place during that meeting. He felt he hadn't been treated fairly. So he thought about it and he took courage. He took courage because he really believed 
in this project. He really believed in what needed to happen. He really felt he needed to be, he needed fair treatment. Um, so he took the courage um, and he returned to converse privately with Mickey Steinberg. Courageously, Skip noted that it wasn't fair that he was being blamed for several things that he was accused of in that meeting because those were things that really, frankly, were not under his control. So Steinberg called everyone back into the meeting and there he announced that Skip Lange would be completely in charge of all rock work. He instructed everyone that Skip would decide how the rock work was to be planned, managed and executed. He was in control of everything that was a rock. Then turning to Skip, he said, now, Mr. Lange, you know what this means. I will not be coming to any of them about rock work anymore. I will be coming to you. Do you understand? With that, Skip took over the rock work and he made it happen. That's how Mickey rolled. He empowered you, gave you support, but then expected results. And the results, well, the results were pretty amazing. Skip would go on to other projects such as Mysterious Island at Disney, uh, 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 Tokyo Disney Sea, and the climatic scene of the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland Hong Kong, which we featured recently in uh, uh, an earlier uh, post at Disney at Play. Check that out. Um, he did some amazing things. But it happened because he took courage. And sometimes when you believe in something, sometimes when you feel strongly about something, you got to take courage and take action. And if you don't take courage, and if you don't take action, you probably want to sit and back and look and think, what is it that you feel strongly about? If you don't feel strongly enough about something, you may not take the courage you need to take. So here are the souvenirs for you to take back to your own life, back to your own organization. Think about these things. What do you fear most? What are your concerns? Uh, what are your concerns in your own personal life? What are your concerns in your workplace, in the things you do on a daily basis? If you could get past that fear that you have, that thing that, that um, feels overwhelming to you, what would you do differently? What do you love? What do you value? What do you treasure that's more important than what you fear? Because it's from that, you need to then say, well, then how am I going to find the courage to face that fear? You're going to find that courage by treasuring and valuing something that's more important than the fear you face. Walt Disney stated, all your dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them. Our job this week is to visit Disney parks around the world and to find courage to face the dragons we experience. So join us. I think you're gonna find it really exciting. We're headed to a whole nother park tomorrow. I've gotta to leave that as a surprise, but join us as we find the courage 
to face your dragons. And please remember to subscribe to this podcast. This is going to help you remember when a new podcast comes up that uh, you want to check into it and join us. So please join us. We're excited to have you. This is Disney at work. This is Disney at play. Whether it's work or play, find the Disney, find the joy, find the compass of your heart. Thanks so much. Join us soon.